Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Afternoon, all. Thank you for being with us today. Much appreciate uh, your presence, and uh, thank you very much for joining us today at the 106.3 WORD, the Upstate's talk station. We have the Ingalls Advantage talk line available at 1-800-347-1063, 1-800-347-1063, and the Common Sense Retirement Planning text line 7137-71307. And thank you for being with us this afternoon. Of course, we now have uh, perhaps the imminent use of uh, the, the vaccine. The president has warned, and I think fairly so, to let Joe Biden take credit for the vaccines that have been developed under President Trump's watch. That's that's fair. Uh, they were developed under his watch and at his uh, urging and at his leadership. So he deserves credit. So we're coming up uh, to December the 11th or 12th might be the first date that some would be getting the vaccine. And the order of acceptance, again, is uh, first responders, uh, then the extremely vulnerable, which is mostly the elderly. And so I plan to tell my doctor that I'm a 93-year-old firefighter, active firefighter, with a heart condition, of course. (laughs) So, yeah, I'll be in line. I I definitely want the vaccine. United Airlines has begun operating charter flights to position doses of Pfizer's COVID-19 vaccine for quick distribution should the shots be approved by regulators. That would be on December the 10th, by the way, when uh, that would uh, would happen. And uh, that would be uh, uh, a, uh, a Thursday, December the 10th. The initial flights are one link in a global supply chain being assembled for the logistical uh, difficulties. And it won't be easy but uh, to to try and get uh, the vaccines where they're needed. And, of course, part of the problem with the Pfizer vaccine will be getting them where they're needed at uh, sub-freezing temperatures. They require refrigeration that is far below the capacity of the average, uh, certainly, home refrigerator, even the, the types of refrigerators that are commonly used in doctors' offices and hospitals. So, uh, again, United has charter flights getting in position for distribution in anticipation of uh, of approval. We're now told that uh, 
COVID-19 vaccines may be become a requirement for the international traveler. That would help the air carriers certainly increase international travel after the worldwide slowdowns that have uh, plagued airlines to this point. There are uh, more than a few airlines who are hoping that, in fact, they soon be able to restart suspended flights. Some countries, especially in Asia and the Pacific, do not want uh, their uh, hard-fought gains against the virus to disappear. The head of Australia's largest airline, Qantas, uh, has said that once the COVID-19 vaccine is widely available, his carrier will likely require passengers to use it before they leave or land in Australia. So Qantas is one international uh, airline that may well wind up uh, requiring you to have uh, proof of a COVID-19 vaccination. The head of Qantas says he's been talking to officials at other airlines around the world about the possibility of creating a vaccination passport for international travelers. Well, wouldn't that be special? So uh, exactly how far along they, they are in that uh, regard is not clear at this time. South Korea's largest airline, Korean Air, has a similar message. They say there's a real possibility that airlines will require that passengers be vaccinated, and she said it is because governments are likely to require vaccination as a condition for lifting quarantine rules for new arrivals. The Korean Air is said to be reviewing several possibilities, and any change by the company or other airlines should be a cooperative effort with governments, not something for airlines to independently decide. So these are our possibilities. Air New Zealand says it has agreed that it's up to governments to decide when and how it is safe to reopen borders. Uh, these three countries, Australia, South Korea, and New Zealand, have all been able to successfully limit the spread of the virus, and a big part of their containment has been centered on keeping infected people out. So uh, Australia, with 26 million population, is uh, which is, of course, uh, uh, less than 10% of the U.S. has reported about 900 deaths all told since the pandemic began. Uh, South Korea has 51 million people. It's reported a little over 500 deaths. New Zealand, about 5 million people, has reported 25 deaths for the entire country. So uh, that's where that stands at this time. You may wind up, if you're going to be doing any international travel, you may wind up needing this uh, international passport, which is not a fact yet being discussed. And uh, one thing about the COVID-19 virus, it is not a shapeshifter like the flu virus, which changes every time you blink, but it's still become vaccine resistant over time. And so uh, researchers are reminding everyone when it comes to infectious diseases, uh, you've got to keep in mind that viruses do change themselves often rather quickly. There are serious debates that take place over whether or not a vaccine, or rather a virus, is actually a living thing. It can replicate itself, but is it is it alive? It can it can make other it's it's a large molecule really, a very large complicated molecule. But a but a chemical molecule. It's not anything more than that. And the question is, is it is it alive? And that's that's not really, I think, definitively answered. I think you'd get different answers from different people in uh, the field of medicine as to whether they're alive. 
but they do change. And the fact that this one hasn't changed as fast as the, the flu has changed doesn't alter the fact that it can change over time. Of course, with the flu, we know that uh, every time we, we have a new flu season that arrives, we often have to get a new vaccine because uh, the, the, the standard garden variety flu changes a lot, a whole lot. Uh, Texter here at uh, the uh, Common Sense Retirement Planning text line of 71307 says, uh, Hey, Jimbo, I'll take that vaccine right after I see Mitt Romney, Marco Rubio, and Ted Cruz and a lot of other political bigwigs on the left and the right take it. Uh, I mean, after all, they're much more important than you and I, so it's a must that that they will be saved first. Well, uh, first of all, I'll be taking it the, the, the instant that I can. I will get in line. I've already notified my doctor that I want to be uh, at the top of, uh, of their list at uh, such time as we reach that point, which is, of course, pretty soon, obviously. Uh, now, we know the first responders are going to be so covered, and people with uh, who are elderly with pre-existing conditions, we know that they uh, will be probably second on the list here. Members of Congress? Well, I don't know that members of Congress would fall under any uh, any such category. Members of the military probably would. I would imagine members of the military uh, should get, They, I'm, I'm not positive that they will, but they certainly should get priority. But members of Congress, I I don't think so. I, I And in fact, I think that it would probably be a bad political move if in fact members of Congress, let's say, voted themselves in a law that they uh, get in line ahead of the rest of us, that would be a great way, I think, to, to lose votes, which is something members of Congress are, are not really happy to try and do. So I wouldn't expect uh, that to happen. As for when you get your shot, well, I'm getting mine the instant I can. More to come here. Uh, Jimbo for Bobby Mack at 106.3 WORD, the Upstate's talk station. And, of course, we're also at 95.1 FM in Clemson, Pickens, and Seneca, 101.5 FM in Anderson, and everywhere on the Radio.com app. Our time now is 6.15. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Welcome back to the Bobby Mack thing here. Jimbo in for Bobby Mack today, and uh, then Bob's back next week. As I said, I'm probably going to be around here sometime related to Christmas, but uh, we'll find out. Whatever the uh, the scheduling uh, requires, uh, I'm sitting in the bullpen 
awaiting the call. 1-800-347-1063 is our Ingalls Advantage talk line. 1-800-347-1063. And the Common Sense Retirement Planning text line is 71307. 71307. It's the time of year, of course, when we start getting hit up with uh, all of the calls for a tip. It's the end of the year. Who do you tip? The spirit of giving is in the air. Are you prepared to shower your kiddos with gifts? Don't forget the people who daily put forward efforts to make you and your family well-groomed, safe, and uh, generally convenient. What are the best uh, tipping rules? And who do you tip? And how much? Uh, I expect any day now to get the reminder in my mailbox that uh, will pass along to me, uh, of course, a suggestion that maybe you might want to remember your mail carrier. And uh, I'm sure I will. I'm sure I will, simply by virtue of the fact that uh, I get a lot of snail mail. Part of my job that a lot of things are, are sent through the mail to me. And I'm not saying that absent a tip that the mail carrier would not deliver things. I'm simply saying that I would like much care addressed to uh, seeing to it that I get everything I need when I need it. That's all I'm saying. It's uh, Some would call it extortion, I suppose. I, I, I wouldn't. But I suppose there are extortionary aspects to the whole thing. Uh, inherent in any call for a tip, which is above and beyond what you are required to pay, that is to say whatever the fee is in the case of your your postman or woman or person, of course that uh, that fee is, is paid through what you buy in stamps, I, su- I suppose. But in that regard, yeah, I'll be leaving a tip for that person. Uh, the person who cuts my hair, I don't have that much hair to cut, to be really honest, boys and girls. Three, uh, now the time is, uh, by the way, 623 at 1063. But, uh, they grow. That lady is a personal friend. Now that's going to be kind of tricky because this person really is a friend. Do you tip friends? And I suppose services wind up tipping her as well. Okay. Uh, other people along the way. I don't have a, a doorman, for example. I don't live in a, in a, in a condo or an apartment building. But uh, there are people uh, like that. Uh, no kids uh, to look after. The kids are, are grown. Uh Teachers, coaches, I don't happen to have any of those. Uh, Some would consider cash gifts inappropriate for such people. So they might stick to gift cards or small gifts along with handwritten thank you notes. But these are questions that that need to be, I think, uh, posed by by many people. And some of you are going to be in a situation where you will feel as though it's necessary to answer it. And I'm curious how you feel about that at 1-800-347-1063, the Ingalls Advantage talk line, 1-800-347-1063, or the Common Sense Retirement Planning text line, 71307. It's always kind of a, an, 
iffy, antsy kind of thing. Uh, and I, I suspect those who, who uh, ask for the tips probably feel the same way to an extent. I mean, they're not so shy that they, they stop asking. And if I depended on tip income, I'd ask too. I never have. I've never been a, a waiter or a, or a bartender or anything like that. But I know that those people tend to not get paid very much. And I don't begrudge them. I really don't. But it's always this delicate little dance of, of how they remind you and, and how you respond and this sort of thing. In terms of uh, your standard uh, for services rendered tipping, I tend to tip, oh, probably better than average. Okay. But the, the issue of the holiday tip, that is to say, you know, I don't, for example, tip the person who cuts my hair, except at, at Christmas time. All right. And uh, uh, I don't tip the mailman except at Christmas time. Or the male woman, honestly, haven't checked lately which, which one delivers my mail. I think a little of each. But the fact is that, that uh, this is a different kind of tipping. If I go to a restaurant, I tip every time. But again, I don't see those people all year round. And I, there's no bartender or, or waiter that I know uh, personally. I mean, I, I don't go out that much. So they get tipped when, I, when they give me service. These other people are the people who give you service all year round, and you get to know them a little bit. How much do you give them? Is cash the right idea? I'm just curious your thoughts. Maybe you can uh, enlighten the rest of us, because for me it's always been kind of an antsy situation. What is appropriate? Uh, what is uh, is uh, too much? What is not enough? I, I, I've never been entirely certain about these. I know that... Uh, that there are etiquette rules in this regard. Uh, the Emily Post etiquette website goes into some considerable detail about the extent to which you extend tips to people during the time of of the holiday. It, uh, I know that the the percentage for tipping in general has certainly gone up over the years. I can remember back in my day, yeah, back in my day, when ten percent was your standard tip, ten percent. I'm sure a lot of people out there who are young and who live on tip income are rolling their eyes at that. But, yeah, that was the standard tip. And then it went up to, I think, 12%, and maybe it reached the 15 These days, it's I'm not sure exactly where that is, but it's it's certainly higher uh, than, than than the 10%. And I usually uh, I try to, to err on the side of um, generous, simply because of the fact that uh, uh, it's not easy to make a living on tip income. And I never had to, but I, I know people who have had to, and they they struggled in many cases. So I try to be generous. The end of the year, I'm I'm in uh, pretty much oh uncertain territory. You know, what's too much? What's not enough? And uh, to me, the the tip in a way is an intrusion. Really, I mean, you know, we've had this relationship. You provide a service, I pay you. Or in some cases, you provide a service because you're paid by the government. Uh, in the case of your mailman, so uh, now all of a sudden, I'm supposed to appreciate you, with the implied threat, and it is an implied threat that if I don't appreciate you financially, that uh, maybe it'll come back to bite me. So I do. I buy into it. I accept the extortion, and uh, and I I do tip people, and I'll live minor level 
tips, I'm sure, for most of these people. But I'm just curious if you offer any advice that you can pass along. I really would like to know your thoughts and your feelings about this. Maybe you're the recipient of tips. If you could share those with me, because uh, we're into that season again, I'd just like some advice in that regard. It's uh, not always an easy thing to uh, to approach at this time of the year. This is Jim Bohannon for Bob McLean. This is 106.3 WORD, the Upstate's talk station. Delighted to have you with us this Friday afternoon. We'll be back in a moment. The time now is 629. Glad to have you with us today, 25 before 7 o'clock at 106.3 WORD. Jimbo for Bobby Mack. You want a tip? Okay, buy low, sell high. Or maybe maybe we have better tips out there. Uh, just something that uh, is going to come up, it does every year. Uh, let's talk to Ron, who calls in from Greer. Hello, Ron. Jimbo, how are you this evening, my friend? I'm well, sir. Thank you very much. I hope you are, too. Good. Yeah, I'm doing well, man. Uh, yeah, listen, I, I've had family members. I've never worked for tips, but have you know been in the waiter waitress industry, and it, it's a rough job. And uh, just general tipping, I, you know, actually, if I get good service, I don't have a problem giving somebody thirty, even forty percent tip because those people work really hard for what they do. Uh, but mm-hmm. uh, you know, at Christmas, um, you know, I think anywhere between twenty and a hundred dollars, depending on who it is and what you know. For me, personally, I'm blessed and you know have lots of work, and I can afford that, and I try to you know just kind of mm-hmm. share the love. Well, I think that's pretty smart and pretty generous of you, Ron. Absolutely. I think that that's good. And your your figures are about in ballpark uh, with, with mine, quite frankly. That's about the kind of thing that I talk about as as well. You were you were the recipient of tips at one time. Is that right? Oh, no, sir. I have family members, you know, who were, you know, in college and stuff working. And uh, I see my daughters, you. you know, come home. And, yeah, yeah. And, you know, they, they tell me sometimes, you know, how people would be really rude and wouldn't tip, and they give them real good service. And, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's a hard job, and I think we should always tip our waiters, waitresses, hairstylists, you know, all those people. I think we should tip them well if we can afford to. I would agree. I mean, really, again, I've, I've never had a job like that. I've always just worked at a straight uh, uh, salary basis, so usually – uh, either I, I I once stacked hundred pound sacks of sugar in a warehouse that was a, a joy no air conditioning, uh, and, but usually I've been in radio just sitting on my butt flapping my gums and so I've never I've never done that service thing at, at tables and the like or being a bartender uh, I would think that'd be really tough I really would I mean I admire the people who can do that I don't know that I'd be very good at it frankly. Yeah, so. me neither. I don't think I, I'm, I'm self-employed, and I don't think I'd be good at that either. But uh, but I, all those people who do, I think we should always, especially at the holidays, you know, I try to always tip a little extra because everybody can sure use it. You know, they're trying to buy other people presents, and I just think yeah. it's the right thing to do. It is the right thing to do. I agree thoroughly, Ron, and you never know. I mean, uh, some of that money may wind up coming right back to you if people have uh, have the cash uh, thanks for somebody's tip that they are, are in the, uh, the direction of uh, – using Ron and Greer for some service that he may provide. So I think those are good points, sir, and I thank you for sharing that. A very happy Thanksgiving and a Merry Christmas to you. Let me be the first to say that now. I guess it's the day after Thanksgiving we can say that. Though, Ron, thank you very much. 22 now before the hour of 7 p.m. at uh, 106.3. As uh, Ron noted, he has categories of people who might receive uh, tips. Uh, there are standard guides out there for some categories of workers like uh, au pairs. Most of them, of course, don't have the money to hire those people, much less tip them. 
some people in your life are people that help you out on a regular basis, maybe, who would love to hear that you appreciate all that they do. Maybe you live in an apartment building. Maybe there's an apartment super who comes through for you this year, getting up in the wee hours of the morning to let you in when you were locked out. Uh, People like that deserve to be on a list receiving tips. Your uh, accountant might have done a bang-up job on your taxes, and your doctor may have knocked that uh, colonoscopy out of the park. Uh, You don't need to tip them, though. In fact, they probably would be mildly offended if you did. So uh, uh, there are certainly power and class aspects to tipping, which cannot be denied. The simple fact is that some people are, are too good for tipping. And that doesn't mean that I think that they're really too good, but, but there is the attitude that they are, they are too good. Now then, in the cases of people like uh, CPAs, uh, lawyers and doctors, professionals, if you will, uh, the classic adage about workplace gratitude probably applies. That's what the money you already paid them is for. But if you really want them to know how much you appreciate their work, a nice card or a bottle of wine, something of that nature, would uh, would be totally acceptable in terms of, of tipping. Uh, ideally, you probably should begin thinking about holiday tipping no later than now. Try to incorporate it into uh, your holiday budget. And that will keep you from feeling unduly stretched and give you uh, maybe time to plan for any shopping or, or cookie making, whatever goes into that that might be done. How much do you give for tips? Well, be honest about yourself and how much you can spend uh, as much as you may appreciate, for example, your dog groomer or doorman if you have either one. You shouldn't send yourself into unnecessary debt to express your gratitude. Uh, if you consistently find yourself unable to offer tips either during the year or during the holidays, then you might possibly uh, consider the fact that uh, that uh, maybe you need to, to do some better planning here. You might be tempted to wait until Christmas or, or even New Year's, for example, to bestow your year-end gifts. They are, after all, holiday tips, aren't they? Uh, those who uh, hand out etiquette advice strongly advise giving out these uh, tips uh, a little bit earlier. In other words, in time for these people to use them for their holiday observance as well. Some of the thoughts that are uh, are available out there for holiday tipping. Again, it, it's something that uh, is going to come up if it hasn't. And uh, you need uh, a, a plan, if you will, a, a rationale for the, uh, the best way to go about it. And uh, I'm sure that no matter what you do in situations like this, there will always be somebody who feels that uh, you were uh, uh, stingy and didn't uh, tip appropriately or, or that you were uh, maybe a soft touch. Maybe you, you gave too much, which, of course, opens you up to more requests for additional tips as uh, the years go by or the, the days go by. So that's some of the things that you have to consider at this time of the year. Again, uh, I don't begrudge this sort of thing. It's just a kind of an uncomfortable time for many people, probably for those asking for tips as well as those giving. So uh, it's something that uh, I try to approach. And again, I try to err on the side of generosity. 
and I admit that's easy for me to do because, frankly, I do okay. I'm not rich, but I, I do okay. And so I'm in a position uh, to be a little bit generous, not uh, tremendously tons generous, but, but, uh, but a little bit generous. And in that regard, uh, yeah, that's what I will try to do as well. And, and how do things change this year? Uh, of course, you, you see fewer people. I think most of us do. Uh, I see fewer people. Uh, some of these people you might tip. Of course, if if they're tippable at all, you see them. For example, there's no way that uh, that uh, the person who cuts my hair can do that remotely. I see that person. And, uh, yeah, we're going to uh, definitely, I'm sure, uh, take care of her. Again, even though that's a personal friend in my case. But, I mean, they, they provide a service and they they deserve it. It uh, It's all part of the... Uh, the end-of-the-year ritual, and of course, an end-of-the-year ritual, which is clearly a little bit different this year in many ways. But tipping, I don't think so. Not uh, not that different. You're still going to have certain people that you uh, feel like you need to tip, and uh, good. I think that uh, that they should be. Uh, by the way, uh, we don't uh, take tips here, of course. And if we did, I'm not sure how you would deliver them, but don't even think about it. But I would pass along a tip to you, just a a verbal tip. Uh, the Best of Bohannon. It's uh, heard Sunday evenings on 106.3 WORD from 8 until 10 p.m. on Sunday evenings. And uh, this particular uh, week, we're going to be talking in our 8 p.m. hour about uh, vote recounts and the like. At uh, 9 p.m., we'll be taking a look at Amazon getting into the pharmaceutical business. And what's that going to do? And what business do they have being there? And what do they know about it? And also, we'll be taking a look at... Uh, Joe Biden and law enforcement and how he's likely to approach it. Is he really going to go down the line of defunding police? He swears he won't be. Well, we'll talk about those on the Best of O'Hannon Sunday evening, 8 to 10, right here on 106.3 WORD. Now at 95.1 FM in Clemson, Pickens and Seneca, 101.5 FM in Anderson, also everywhere on the Radio.com app. And to thank you for being with us this afternoon. We've got more to come back in a moment. Ten minutes before 7 o'clock as we wrap up the Bobby Mack edition of this Thanksgiving week. Uh, off this uh, particular topic we've been talking about, uh, Texter simply asked, Jimbo, in your opinion, where do you see conservative talk radio five to ten years from now? Uh, pretty much where it is. The personalities will change, but a lot of the issues will not, and certainly the core issue of uh, government involvement in our lives, that's not going away. I think we'll still be here. That's uh, that's my thoughts. Now then, and this tipping thing here, T Texture says, if a server gets a gratuity from me, it's because they earn it. Uh, I like to do that. I know there is, of course, the, the standard rule that uh, there's a minimum amount to tip. I have, on occasion not tipped, really bad service. You know, one problem with not tipping is that they may not notice it. And I have a way to deal with that. And I've done this maybe twice. But if I really think I got terrible service, I will make a penny tip just so that they know, no, I didn't forget. Here's your tip. But I've done that very rarely because I've hardly ever gotten service that bad. Let's see here. Uh, I generally give uh, two to three bucks as a tip at a restaurant, but it's because they give you the option of leaving a tip if they are great at service and 
keep my glass full, they get a better tip. Good service generally makes up if the food isn't all that good. If a restaurant automatically figures in a tip, I won't go back ever because the server could be horrible. If a server gets a gratuity from me, again, it's because they earn it. So, okay. Uh, Texter says here at at now... uh, eight minutes before seven o'clock. If you can't afford to tip, you don't need to be going out to eat. Well, that's a really good point. If you can afford what it is they serve, you can afford a tip. Agreed. Uh, Other suggestions for people receiving tips here. Uh, Pizza delivery. Those people appreciate tips. Cars breakdowns and this sort of thing. That's true. Uh, Pizza delivery, people should always get a tip. Yes, agreed. Uh, (laughs) Very funny. Here you go. You ready for this? Jimbo, I agree about tipping, but will the cow be wearing a mask? (laughs) Cow tipping, I've always felt, yes. Uh, I always try to restrict my cow tipping to the holidays, honestly. Speaking of funny texts, we don't hear much these days from Alan R. of Spartanburg. I wonder why that is. He used to give us all the limericks. And I I cannot tell you. I just don't know. But anyway, if you're out there, we appreciate uh, you being around here. We're getting into, of course, the era of uh, holiday cookies. Here are some Christmas cookie rules I would share with you. These are important things to remember. If you eat a Christmas cookie fresh out of the oven, it has no calories because everyone knows that the first cookie is the test and thus calorie-free. Well, I mean, everybody knows that, right? Christmas cookie fresh out of the oven. It has no calories. The first cookie is only a test. This is a test of the emergency cookie calorie system. All right. After eating your second cookie, it also has no calories because the diet soda cancels out the cookie calories. Well, yeah, of course. If a friend comes over while you're making your Christmas cookies and needs to... You must sample with your friend because your cookie is calorie-free. Yours is also. It would be rude that your friend sample alone, and being the friend that you are, that makes your cookie calorie-free as well. I couldn't agree more. Number four, Christmas cookie rules. Any cookie calories consumed while walking around will fall to your feet and eventually fall off as you move. This is due to gravity and the density of the caloric mass. (laughs) These are really very good. Number five, any calories consumed during the frosting of the Christmas cookies will be used up because it takes many calories to lick excess frosting from a knife without cutting your tongue. Well, of course. Number six, cookies colored red or green have very few calories. (laughs) Uh, Red ones have three and green ones have five. One calorie for each letter. (laughs) Make more red ones. (laughs) Oh, my. Number seven, cookies eaten while watching Miracle on 34th Street have no calories because they're part of the entertainment package and not part of one's personal fuel. Well, okay. Number eight, as always, cookie pieces contain calories because processed baking causes calorie leakage. Well, yeah. Uh, Number nine, any cookies consumed from someone else's plate have no calories since the calories rightfully belong to the other person and will cling to their plate. We all know how calories like to cling. And number 10, any cookies consumed while feeling stressed have no calories because cookies used for medicinal purposes never have calories. It's a rule. 
Those are your Christmas cookie rules. And uh, we'll talk some more about stuff like that, as well as the serious stuff of the day. This is Jim Bohannon for Bob McLean, wrapping up the Thanksgiving week. It's been a lot of fun, folks. You have a wonderful and safe weekend, all right? We'll talk to you again whenever. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.